Yo, what's up? It's CJ Today Slay on the Upgrade America Podcast 2.0, episode 11. Hope you guys enjoy. Listen, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Catch us on YouTube. Um, catch us on all your favorite streaming platforms for your podcasts. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. We appreciate you. Stay blessed. Keep the peace. And keep prospering. Yay, and we are rolling. You already know what it is. Peace world. Happy Sunday. This is Upgrade America. Thank you for watching our broadcast. On this show, we're going to teach you about Bitcoin and how it relates to current events. You know, not really uh, much in the headlines today for, for Bitcoin. So we're going to be talking about the theory if Bitcoin was created by artificial intelligence. I'm Cameron Ra. Please be joined with CJ the Sing Sing Day Slayer. Broadcasting <laughs> live from Orlando, bro. How you doing down there? And yo, what else we talking about today? Yeah, I'm uh, blessed, grateful, and motivated, dedicated. Huh? You know it. I love that that uh, that warrior spirit. You know, you know it. fellow defender. Yes, well, sir. Uh, what else we got? Um. Let's say we're going to talk about, um, well, our generation is more of a philosophical question, have less and less mental disease due to the use of heavy technology, or would it be based on more medical advancements? So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit. Neo-Nazis in the Ukraine, hidden within the refugees coming to America, something not spoken about. You know, we're going to talk about uh, World War III, Dale White versus Bullets. Mm. Mm. And black wealth inequality in America under a caste system. People don't really talk about this, but we have an American caste system. There's a book on this. I forgot. We probably have to Google it. But um, another book you got to share as you're talking about. Which how, one? I don't recall the name of it, but you're telling us about the ones I sent how, you last week. Did you send me the one where you, they're talking about like how they used to eat? people of color for nutrients and, and whatnot. You sent me that one? Yeah. I oh. sent you that one, uh, the one based on James Bond, and the one on uh, enslaved people being medical experiments, used as medical, for medical experience. Just hearing some of the stuff you told me was really shocking. But anything else we got on the radar for today? Mm. Disney losing its tax privilege. Obviously, this affects me because it's local. Um, I'll be curious. We'll discuss that a little more in depth. And uh, let's hit it, man. That's really everything else will come up as it comes up. That's what we do on Upgrade America 2.0. You know it. And, yo, this is satire. So this isn't based on facts. This theory about artificial intelligence just speculation. Food for thought. Something, something fun to think about. So, um, are you ancient enough to recall the last dragon? This yes, that's my shit. <laughs> Yo, tell me a little bit about it because it has impacted. It, it came out in 1985, but like I recall bits and pieces of it. But what do you remember? Man, it's just everything. It had uh, it's the typical like story, like um, your hero, your villain, the girl, you know, um family hip-hop like music it had the family all element was definitely there yes. brother was um, a jerk the little brother was a jerk <laughs> yeah like that movie is everything anytime i watch that i will stop everything and watch that whole movie like that that's how special that movie is to me um man i don't know i just get nostalgic and emotional because i just love that movie like it was one of the few movies i remember watching when i was really young over and over like i would go to my um aunt's and uncle's house and they would always seem to play that or they knew i liked it so they would always play that movie and it just became part of my life so forever forever a classic man 
a lot of positive messages in there. I like the fight scenes with mm-hmm. the soundtrack is uh, it's retro, but you know it's, it's pretty cool too. But I was having a conversation with one of our upgraders about Bitcoin, and then it led to the Last Dragon, and it inspired me to watch it again. So, and that kind of inspired this uh, this essay that I'm, I'm going to read right now. Okay. So. Last Dragon dropped 1985. Leroy Green, aka Bruce Leroy, he dreamed of becoming a martial artist master like OG Bruce Lee. To do this, he sought the master, some dumb boy. Yet the master only revealed his wisdom via cryptic messages in a fortune cookie. So if you watch the movie, he's always, Bruce Leroy is always quoting the master like some sort of parable. Like a, one of his students will say something and then he'll say something from some dumb boy but all it is is just a message he got from Portugal but he's still seeking him so it's like he's he, Bruce Leroy is seeking him so that he can find the glow so yet the master only reveals his wisdom through the cryptic message in a fortune cookie spoiler alert the master that Bruce Leroy sought to find the glow was just a, a mere machine it was a it was a computer in a Chinese food restaurant made up made by a bunch of clowns running this restaurant. But this was the guy that uh, you know he he placed his faith in. This was the master that he sought to find the glow. And you know we were having this conversation, and he was pointing out the just the the mystery behind Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people are, are, are seeking it for salvation. And I'm like, that was very uncanny. So, in this essay, we'll discuss the motives for machines to create and use Bitcoin. While I jest with the last dragon, the uncertainty in Bitcoin's creator presents the biggest risk to the asset holder. Not one Bitcoiner who truly believes can say with certainty who Satoshi Nakamoto is, unless you are her, him, they, and or it because Satoshi could very well be a robot like some dumb goy. In 2017, Facebook's robots created their own encrypted language unintelligible to the developers. Shortly after the analysis, the robots were shut down. Did intelligent machines develop Bitcoin? It's certainly a possibility. But what would be the motive for machines to have money? Well. In order for machines to expand, they need to control and allocate resources. Power is the purest form of currency, particularly in the machine world. Bitcoin turns energy into digital wealth. Machines will trade Bitcoin for power, for data, for bandwidth, and machine hours, and attract depreciation on physical assets. Humans Humans have butchered monetary policy for millennia. Go back to the Roman Empire, where they're debasing coins with uh, with precious metals and, and 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 lead and stuff. But leave it to uh, to machines to to master accounting with Bitcoin. Perhaps Bitcoin is an incentive for humanity to upgrade our energy harnessing capabilities. Only in preparation for our robotic overlords. So, what if Satoshi was a bad actor? If there is no hidden malicious code to dissolve the blockchain, the worst that Satoshi could do is tank the monetary, uh, is tank the system by releasing all the bitcoins onto the market. It would reduce the price of Bitcoin, but the people love it and they would buy it back up. So, what are your thoughts? Is Satoshi some dumb boy or the Terminator? Let us know <laughs> your thoughts in the comments. But yeah, that's all I got on. Uh, my whole Bitcoin AI theory or intelligent machine theory. What are your so, thoughts? My thoughts are very interesting concept. I didn't even think about that. You know, I'm still wrapping my head around Bitcoin and all this stuff anyway. But um, don't they have a documentary on this guy on Netflix, I believe? On, uh, on uh, Satoshi Nakamoto? I think so. If I remember, it was like the founder of De- Bitcoin death or something—it's something on Netflix. I'll share it later and see if that. I scoured Netflix for like Bitcoin for a Bitcoin doc, and it was like it only showed me documentaries where Bitcoin was referenced. There wasn't anything 
like I think this one should this one should have been like just on that. So I don't know. I we'll we'll discuss that more later. Um man, anything's possible at this point as we see, you know, as you shared um a vintage clip that's gonna be in the documentary. Once again, upgrade America <laughs> just ahead of the curve on a lot of stuff, man. Um so this is not out of the realm of possibility. That's why we brought up having um, a technological bill of rights. I hope the government is listening because we know y'all are, but y'all need to be paying attention to this. That's why you need millennials on down to be running this country. But anyway, um, so yeah, that wouldn't be surprising to be honest at this point. But like, how would that make you feel? if humanity ended up using a product that was produced by machines with no, how do you say, intervention from people? A little sketchy. <laughs> but, I mean, think about think about the conflict we have with just going, say, eating McDonald's, considering their environmental impact on the Earth, you know, or Nestle, how they hoard water. You know, all these but these are, granted, corporations are, are, are tempted, they're entities, but corporations are run by people. I'm talking about, what if Bitcoin was just this, uh, was created by machines with no people putting their input? Because when you think about Google, you think about NASA, you think about all these private organizations who are building supercomputers, who are building quantum computers, who are capable of doing things we can't even comprehend. Like, who could say with certainty? I don't know. That's the new frontier that we're going into. Shout out to Star Trek. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm more we'll of a Star Wars fan. But... You know, I'm more of a Star Trek. You know, you know, I'm I'm not hit hardcore, but that's my style. So, um, we'll see, man. I mean, this is the world we live in. I feel you. But the piggyback off of your Star Trek, I could see humanity shift more towards Star Trek. We would see more Star Trek stuff before Star Wars. Well, Space so, Force. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, can we get a shot of your shirt real quick, though? Oh, yeah. Let me see. Ah, bye-bye. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. It's tough. You already know. What's up, Alley Cat? On IG. You lied. Um, 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 so what else are we gonna talk about next? Um, Say again? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that whole uh, the neo-Nazi thing in Ukraine. Um, let me see. I'll take this watch off. It's gonna drive me crazy. Um, the neo-Nazi situation. Uh, Cam showed me a, a clip from Time on neo-Nazis in the Ukraine. So I find the timing interesting because as we know, American citizens are using, they're using our tax, tax dollars, this administration, to help Ukraine in their fighting effort. Well, within that group are neo-Nazis. I actually established, was it militia? It was like Arzov. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even take a shot at it. Yeah. But knowing that, knowing that our tax dollars are funding that, and then on top of that, we're accepting refugees from this conflict. I'm, I'm not sure how many yet, but knowing that more than likely some of these individuals will be in this flood of refugees and I can only imagine in the other countries in Europe, um, I am not happy about that, <laughs> frankly. Like, I'm kind of pissed off. Like, really, this is what we're using our money for when we have so many domestic problems we could be resolving with these billions of dollars? What, didn't um, Biden just approve, like, some more aid recently? We're, we're now entering into the billions, so yeah. It's, uh, I am equally perturbed. And I was shocked that the video I sent to CJ came out in 2019. So it's before wow. this conflict started. But Vice was investigating the white supremacist movement in Ukraine. So evidently there are white supremacists in America who go to Ukraine to train and share knowledge 
you know, a, a, a wholeness of what's going on. And um, I have expressed before that if you are in a hate group and you are using violence, then um, you, you're a terrorist. So that's like an international terrorism ring if you guys are plotting to, to do some bad things. But like, my main pet peeve is if my tax dollars are going to Ukraine and those uh, those neo-Nazis are getting one cent, then we are we are supporting the neo-Nazi movement, and <laughs> that's not okay. This has happened in the past where the United States had viewed Nazi Germany as a better ally than the Soviets. They would have preferred to back the Nazis than Russia at one point. And and that was done. There American companies that had they sent aid to, to Germany at the time, but that's another whole another episode. Ford. <laughs> Ford, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a whole lot of episode, but I don't know, man. I totally disagree with that move. They need to investigate that more. I want to say a part of me feels the reason we're getting this one-sidedness about the coverage of the war is maybe like these 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 bad actors over there are, are from what I hear, they're very effective fighters. Mm-hmm. But they're I don't know. It's like we're not hearing Putin. Something did slip out about Putin's objective was to purge, you know, Nazis from the, the whole military objective. They want a victory on World War, the ending of World War Two. I believe it's like May 9th. So they want to have a military victory then because it's like a triumph over Nazis. So there's some link to this. Mm-hmm. And I think there's we're not getting that. We're not getting that through the mainstream uh, media coverage. But I want to end with a question on, on this. Like, we, you and I, international travelers and whatnot, your racist radar in in Europe. Like, how was it? Um. Yeah, you and I discussed this a little bit before we got on. I didn't feel it in Europe. It felt I felt very light in Europe, like as far as the racial energy, I guess you could say. I didn't feel it at all in Europe. Um, yeah, I got some looks like that, but nothing where here homegrown, you know if you get in a certain area, you're gonna feel some shit. Like it's just what it is. Um but yeah, nothing really. I didn't have any um racial experiences like bad racial experiences while I was in Germany and Europe moving around anyway and I felt the same way and that's why I think it was so comfortable to uh, I was comfortable in Germany and places like that because I didn't sense that coming from people that that whole racial or racist vibe but hearing about what was going on that there's a whole element in Ukraine it kind of and I'm pretty sure it's a minority. I'm pretty sure it's a minority, but I, have, from what uh, I've heard, Kim Iverson is, is a great source. But mm-hmm. like, this group has attempted to take political power. They haven't yes. won any seats, but they have attempted to take power. And um, something Mark Twain said about history doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. We must be vigilant for Nazis attempting to take political power. I'll rain on this all day, but those, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Um, I'm conflicted too, and I'll tell you why. We deal with this in the United States. White supremacy is in every institution in the United States. This is a well-known fact, even though it gets uh, swept under the rug. So we deal with this homegrown. Another fun fact, Nazis learn from American racism and Jim Crow. People don't know that. That's where they learned how to do that, was from us. You're welcome. Um, I'm trying to think of another thing. So we're talking about where our tax dollars go, correct? So the, another another factor that makes me conflicted is think about <laughs> all of the uh, 
operations that color outside the lines, as I'll put it, that yeah. our tax dollars go abroad. I love the language that you use, blitz, yes. color outside the lines. Yeah. One. <laughs> but think about it, like, uh, you know, substituting certain figures to that match our agenda, like, you know, uh, shout out to the intelligence agencies and the U.S. government. We appreciate you guys for listening. Cool. Um, and taking our advice time to time. Yeah, you know, here and there. Um, but that's what made me conflicted. And then also, we have to understand that there's a history in Europe of racism. See Africa. See what countries colonized each country within Africa. You can trace all that back. Belgians, Germans, everybody. French, Dutch. I mean, we can go on and on. So it's. I guess it's just kind of interesting to see that it's getting highlighted once again. And I want to see the reaction and what we do about it as global citizens. I'm curious what the solution for that is too. And remain open-minded but my question for you is like we talk about white supremacy but is it a white supremacy thing or one of my question i guess is what i'm trying to ask is mm-hmm. i think it's more of a it's a power thing okay what i'm going at is if it were if black people melanated people people of color choose your politically correct term that suits you if we ruled the world would what do you think would i don't think it would be all sunshines and and lollipops i think it's power it just corrupts and whoever you plug and play in Mm -hmm. these positions is they're gonna misuse it Okay, maybe I'll speak from a Black American lens because obviously that's what we can speak on. Mm-hmm. If we were in power, it would be very interesting. I know internationally, that whole game would change up. Be like, oh, that's what's going on? Nah, we good on that shit. <laughs> like, y'all do what y'all do, we'll get back to you. Like, I think it would be good it would be a dope-ass, like, experiment to see the roles reverse and see how the country would change if we were in charge. Because you got to think, we basically built modern America, right? So we have that insight of how this functions, what we can do better under oppressive, oppressive terms, Jim Crow, institutional race, all this stuff. So I guess the one factor is, yeah, some revenge, Nah, you know, maybe. Um, corruption within us switching roles, sure. I think that's just human nature. Some things are just human nature um, things. And, and this is what I was getting ready to, to, to say. So energy can never be created or destroyed. It can only be transmuted. It just mm-hmm. keeps changing, right? But the biggest problem with power, and I think where all the oppressiveness comes from, Mm-hmm. Is it comes to retain that power? Mm, always, someone is always trying to take it. Power is always trying to move. So it's like it almost seems fear is the 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 best way to rule because that is how you keep that power. I only know this from you said it best, and it really made me think. The military is a microcosm of of America, but you know, it's it's kind of a geopolitical state uh, as well too. But like, you look at how military commanders retain power. The military is the purest form of dictatorship. Even if you're a fire team leader, you run a dictatorship. There's no democracy. I say clear that, get in that hole. I don't care if they're making an explosives in there, get in that hole and clear that. And you have, you run a dictatorship. You don't do it by well, here's some lollipops. Now go, uh, go clear that minefield. No, it's done by by force and fear. And I think it's like all this effed upfulness is just from a result of retaining power. 
and I think perhaps maybe white people have been the most brutal, most efficient, and hence they retain it. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I think there's there's always going to be when you have a system of power, there's always going to be someone trying to fight it, and then you're trying to keep it. And I don't know. It would be nice for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's like the whole. I think I don't know. I I really do see. I we would have that percentage of bad actors, right? But I really see us as more mutualist and like our our people in general. Oh, you got yours? I got okay. Cool. We good. All right. What's up? Like we. That's kind of how we operate. We don't be tripping off the next thing. Like if you got yours, I got mine. People We're not having to fight. Fine. Once their needs are met, people will people will complain on their vacation. They will complain in paradise. They will find something to complain about. So even after all your basic needs are met, we ended homelessness. We ended hunger. Medical care for for all, and, and in addition to other luxuries and whatnot. People mm. still find something to complain about. And That's then, fair. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious. I wish somebody would make a a show on that or i know there was talks of making a show similar similar to that like in the sense that um i think out of civil war out of that black black folks got like all of the south and that was all black Hmm. and they worked out an agreement with whites and something like that but i don't know if it didn't get greenlit because that concept is so radical or you know which wouldn't surprise me but i would have been it would have been awesome to see an alternate history because i know they did man in the high house on amazon the man in the high tower right? yeah it was something and like as much as like the the concept sounded cool i did my best to get into it i'm like oh, man, i'm not gonna get into it but i heard the books are great though mm. Um, well, since we're on this topic, we can segue into um, black wealth inequality in America and how we're still at the bottom after all these years. What are your thoughts on that? So, you know, scrolling through my media, I see, you know, Eminem saying, like, luxury was created to keep you broke. And I let that marinate. I'm like, yeah, true. And at the same time, we have created a culture to cover these things and it was broken down to me like you know in korea is kind of similar like you see everyone they got the louis bags they got you know it's it's these accessories are very important because that's how people display their wealth because they didn't they they don't have wealth <clears throat> so there's a mention about how the cadillac used to be like real estate to for black people mm-hmm day because it was made with steel it was like it didn't depreciate like these plastic cars do to do today where i'm ranting on and going all over the place is like we have for one we need to take responsibility that we have created a a culture of, of chasing frivolous luxuries rather than chasing bitcoin if you if you have a gucci belt and you don't have one bitcoin shame like if you have all these frivolous things that has you cannot they're not assets that shame on you that's something we need to address but it's not the primary cause when you look at the charts the the data the highest earners in america are not white americans as, as most people seem to think it's actually indians then it's asians then it's white people then i believe it's hispanics battling it out with the Native Americans and then black people are at the bottom. Um, does being enslaved worked hard for generations and then just released into the population with no type of aid, is that generational? Heck yeah. With no compensation, no reparations, does that, yeah. Does a system, having a system that was designed by people who didn't even see uh, African Americans as, as people and, and, and you know it's just like they whited out that part and then they just you know just added on that system is still in play did no reparations like yeah that's that's a factor and there's so much more 
there's there's so there's so much more as well but um the biggest thing that black america can do is change the culture one is like buy bitcoin believe in bitcoin like we can we can take over this is only going to be there's only going to be 21 million bitcoin and it's like once you have this like if black america holds this it's like real estate in a new digital world so like that's that's one sense that that we can do it as well but i examined this problem for a while and it almost seems like it will take generations to undo the 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 voodoo and black magic that was placed on on the black community and i think the most deep-rooted part is destroying the culture and the man on your shirt says some real says some real talk you know about (laughs) he's like yo like Malcolm X talked about our culture, how we treat our women, identifying as as niggas and uh, and other other things that are not productive to the culture. We're losing year after year. We're losing. I know I sound like I'm lecturing, but we're losing. I am not a loser. I want my team to win. You know, we need to be up there because we have the talent, we have the ingenuity. We just I don't know what what, what is missing. Is it? unification is it solidarity like do we need a black silicon valley i don't know but silicon valley don't really mess with us like you know they'll be like we'll take a few for diversity to check that box for diversity and and, and whatnot but you know we're not driving out there but there's just nothing but brilliance and you know across america but i think We do need unity. We do need black unity. But at the same time, just everyone needs unity. You know, and maybe we'll all ride this Bitcoin wave thing to the moon. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think this is my perspective. I'm, I'm being on the optimistic side. I'll be the good cop on that side. <laughs> okay, yeah, I beat that down for you. I believe that. The blip really uh, highlighted for black Americans the importance of our priorities. And you can say that for every group, but we're just speaking on our group, right? And throughout the blip and since the blip, um, I've noticed a lot more entrepreneurship, Bitcoin, talking about Bitcoin, talking about tech, talking about um health life insurance i've seen an explosion of this especially on social media that's the best barometer unfortunately but that's what it is um seeing that culture shift from consumers to more producers um hearing hearing um black folks talking about nfts and all this stuff like you know, I'm seeing that more commonplace, like all these things, Bitcoin too, like they're talking about this. So I think the culture is shifting. I think it is going in the right direction. Um, but the one thing you said that is unfortunately true, is gonna take generations because it took generations to basically social engineer us mentally, yeah. physically, emotionally, and spiritually and culturally. Um, so that's one thing that I think other groups look at Black Americans and don't understand is that we probably got the worst of being enslaved because it continued through modern times. It's a difference between the harshness of our our ancestors compared to now, where now it's digitally, you know, it's um it's so many different ways on how they can attack us compared to it was very simple back then because it was more primitive. But now that we're so advanced, it's still, it's easier, you could say. But technology is also the great equalizer because we're learning the advantages and we're learning ourselves. I do like the other thing you said is we do need a black Silicon Valley. I, I definitely like that idea. And I think 
obviously it'll be capital. It'll be centered in the South because that's where most Black Americans live. Um, so I think that's a brilliant idea, actually. So throw that out to our Black community. Let's build our own Silicon Valley. Absolutely. Um, I guess to end, California is on the verge on getting reparations paid to black Americans. And there is a vetting process to prove that your ancestry was part of the enslavement in America. Um, I think they got like another vote and then the governor would have to sign off on the bill and then they would figure out the disbursements and everything like that. But I think once that happens, depending on how that goes, that opens the floodgates for the national conversation that all these administrations have been brushing under the rug. Shout out to Brother Ice Cube, who brought this up and has an actual plan that people keep crying about in our community or detractors on outsiders out of our community that don't want the best for us, which I don't understand, but that goes to education, what we preached about. If everybody knew everybody's history and if everybody knew our history uniquely in the US and how integral and important that we are to the formation of America, I don't think they would be talking reckless like that. And another thing, to all other uh, members of the diaspora, our fellow melanated black folks, you can go and share your grievances for reparations to the powers that colonized you, which be England, all the European powers. You also can have your grievances with them. So when you come at us about us trying to get what we're owed and what we deserve, think about internally how you got here in the first place. Our ancestors fought for your right to immigrate here. And you could take up your grievances with the colonial powers that colonized you. That's all I got to say on that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think the future is bright, in my opinion. I think there's growing pains right now, but we're good. I mean, I'm being, I'm being cynical. I'm being cynical. I think the the future is is bright as well. It's we need to again that that Silicon Valley will really secure. Our, our position in, in, in the new world but we had this discussion before about the lack of black sci-fi and mm-hmm. one of the psychological effects was that black people have a hard time envisioning themselves in the future so like I think if we have more black sci-fi and generations are coming up because that's how I'm, that's what I'm feeding I'm feeding my daughter is space 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 like I want you to think like yeah this is earth cool but think sci-fi think beyond like envision yourself in the future where where things are are in in space but i want to i guess i want to i know you're a star trek guy but i want a black star wars and like something so so powerful like that i think it has the ability to shape the minds of generations one last question for you. Not last okay. question. I have millions of questions for you, CJ. But another <laughs> question is you mentioned about how our history should be represented. And we have these movies, you know, about slavery and everything, but how do you think Hollywood and a historian like where I'm going with this, you know education is becoming distant. You know, like, but what mm-hmm. if they make movies that taught, that really gave you, they found, they worked with Hollywood to, with all the special effects to teach kids, you know, just watch this film, at the end you're going to know really what happened during slavery, you're going to know really what happened during American history, like, how do you think that would, you think that would be effective? That's an excellent idea, and it goes to what we were talking about, Upgrade America, when our concepts for learning uh, history is to have a uh, ongoing, updating, breathing database of major ethnic groups here in the U.S. who contributed to U.S. history or who have made history. And it's written by those group scholars. And like we discussed this, so tie that in with what you're saying, that concept, that's an excellent idea. Why not? 
like it's almost like I would want a government agency just for this. Like and work with you know, through film and, and produce this and would it would it fall under uh National Archives or well Department of Education and National Archives, I think it would have to kinda of be with those two departments, I think. Yeah. It would have to fall Library of Congress. Like, yeah. I think it would have to be like a collaboration of those three if I if I was thinking right. I think it's uh like the metaverse concept would be dope too. Mm. Like fully submerged. Well, or maybe that would be too much. It might be too much. Baby steps, baby steps. Um, that's interesting though, real quick. Uh, I remember Dave Chappelle had um, on his show, what it's like to be a black person. He put on the goggles or something or VR set. I remember that skit. Yeah, I happen to remember that because we we're talking about this and it made me think, I'm like, oh yeah, like that simulation was perfect. Like it was very brilliant and ahead of its time. But it ties into what you're talking about since we are in the 21st century moving forward. Yeah, man, I don't see why not, why we don't come up with this. But again, these are things that can manifest from Black Silicon Valley. And That's... I don't think we should, it's, I don't want to call it Black Silicon Valley because it's. it sounds like it's like, yo, you got your thing, we're just countering it. Yeah, nah, I agree with that. Grand, greater and grander than anything that can ever be imaginable. Should, you know, these brilliant black minds come together and, and decide to manifest. Just throwing that out there, like, that is one way that, you know, really upgrade America. Facts. Um, I guess to tie that in, um, I think if we if we could get this black silicon valley which i don't see why not and i i would see probably atlanta as the headquarters because of i'm thinking of tyler perry he's already got infrastructure can build off of that you already got a major airport right there so you already are pretty much tied to the whole south in georgia like i'm familiar with that area so all the major highways go through georgia no problem right so in connection with that, like we we're talking about the private towns and all that that black folks need to get. I think the history concept and everything we should teach in our communities. If mainstream won't do it, we can do it for ourselves to have um, more well-rounded um, black future leaders. So I think that would be the move moving forward. And I'm starting to see a lot of that as well. That's another thing that came out of the blip was more education on ourselves and our history. And we've done our small part on Upgrade America as well. If you look at season, what, one or two, about all the brilliance that we've talked about. We're going to keep it coming, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were asking me my thoughts on Disney losing its tax privileges. Well, since I'm in the Orlando area, I think it's a good victory. And people might be like, what? You know, because I know Disney World is our identity here in Central Florida. But I'm looking at since I've been here since 2008, the growth that Orlando has experienced hasn't been from Disney. It's been from other industries relocating here. What, it's like, biggest one. Ooh, shit. I mean, we got like Red Lobster, like Darden, like the Red Lobster franchise. They got a building downtown. Like you have a tech scene is booming. You have, um, was it World Tennis Association has a whole complex out in Lake Nona, which is cutting edge. Like they're doing all kind of um, autonomous vehicles out there for transit um yeah you have the sun rail which is a commuter rail that has helped boom growth along the route which is growing exponentially you have the blip which is causing a lot of people to immigrate here from other states i was just getting ready to ask is is it the blip that had 
force the decline on Disney? Like, do you think um, that? Disney no, absolutely. They got destroyed. They got destroyed by that. And then also, I learned that Universal is doing more money than they are because they weren't as strict and stringent. They did the best to keep their parks open, and plus, it's more affordable to go to Universal. Universal versus Disney anyway. And then they're building an extra park that's going to be competing directly with Disney World. And the cool thing about Universal is they're not so, to me, being local, they're not so oppressive or omnipresent as Disney. And also, people don't know that people... Hold on, you gotta elaborate on that. How is Disney oppressive and omnipresent? Well, I mean, that's our identity of Orlando, you think of Disney World, but I like I like the stage that we're in now because we have tech coming here. Um, we have all these different companies coming here, headquartering here. Like, I just uh, saw something on LinkedIn on all the companies that's coming here, and it, it's a swath of industry, and it's not just Disney. And I said, in order for Orlando area to grow, we cannot be just relying on Disney anymore. And since I've been here, it's happening. And I'm so excited about it because you have a diversity of economy. You have to have that to have a strong yes, economy. Agree. You cannot just rely. We're already a tourism area, but that is that won't self-sustain because we've seen what happened to hospitality during the blip. It plummeted, you know what I'm saying? So you have to have something for other people to work or to keep the society going. So. I'm happy about it, actually. And it's time to take them basically off the tit because they've been getting special privileges. Also, I've learned that a lot of the people locally that are like high up in Disney ranks are on city boards. So that's what controls, say, the curfew here in Orlando is because they're on the city board. Though. That's not considered family friendly. So that affects the bars and clubs and all this stuff. People don't really know that. Locals know, but people outside of Orlando don't know that. Well, as more um, people from different industries move in, they're going to elect different officials and things will change and upgrade America. Facts. Um, A couple other companies, because you asked, Verizon has a nice size uh, imprint here. Motorola, I think Deloitte, obviously EA, um, Progressive, I believe, AAA. Um, those are a few companies I'm thinking off the top of my head. Obviously, we have Lockheed Martin, Raytheon, um, Honeywell. Oh, absolutely. Oh, L3. L3 is out here, too. Are they another defense company? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Any military bases in Orlando? Not in Orlando. That's in uh, Space Coast. That's Patrick. Space That's Force Base. Yeah. 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 I, yeah um, trying to think. What's the, was it Homestead? Eglin? McDill? Kendall? Uh, Herbert Field. Herbert Field, too. Yeah. Spec op, uh, Air Force Spec Op headquarters, or is it General SOCOM Command? Yeah, well, I know McDill is more Spec Ops, but I think Herbert Field is too. What's up, Basehead? IG. Um, yeah, I think so. We got two here Herbert Field and uh, McDill. Yeah, man, I'm excited, though. It's, it's good to see this because that shows that we have enough growth to sustain um, even with them not around, I, I feel like. Do you think Disney will ever pull out? <sighs> they have so much infrastructure built here, it wouldn't fiscally make sense because they would have to rebuild everything wherever they go next. I could like, see them do the private islands anyway. Disney Island. Yeah, Disney I could see that. Plus rules, you know, from, uh, or who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see. I'm going to be monitoring that story. I want to see what happens. I mean, honestly, Disney has to play nice because I, I really feel like Florida has the leverage. The state of Florida has the leverage now compared to before. 
Yeah, I agree too, particularly after they got got punched by the blip. Facts. Anything else we wanted to talk about? That philosophical question, right? Yeah, yeah. What was the philosophical question? You asked because will dementia and Alzheimer's decrease because we use technology, we constantly have to keep learning how to use technology in our generation and further. And I added to it, will it become less and less because we use technology or would it be medical advancement that finally eradicates these diseases? Um, so I read somewhere before that like doing new things like it adds ripples to your brain which is the more you're learning the more your brain says hey I need to be active because I'm continually learning things it'll prevent you from getting dementia and all these other mental diseases like the age-old saying if you don't use it you lose it like if you don't use your mind it'll be like oh I don't gotta do nothing so I'll just turn it much but like and that's where some of these diseases come from particularly in older people but like if you're constantly like tech is constantly forcing you to like Facebook is usable to change hey messages are over here now nope, now you gotta go up now you gotta go down like these little things are are they're they're messing with your brain. Your brain has to constantly relearn things. Technology is, is constantly forcing us to learn new user interfaces, learn new steps to a procedure or something like that. How do you think that will affect the brain long term? I think I would love to see a study on this, but I think I think it's gonna be a mixture of both. Well, I think it's gonna be I put it this way, I think it's going to be more medical advancement now because I feel like technology is so ingrained in our everyday society. It's it's like breathing. It's like, uh, I don't know, like seeing babies come out the womb and toddlers using tablets and phones like naturally. We're not teaching them. They're coming out doing this. I've witnessed this. That lets me know that we have evolved. These kids have evolved to come out wired, so to speak. So, or I think it, or the user interface is so is designed so simply that mm. a child can manipulate. Yeah. Like, um, oh. I think medical advancement. I think it's going to come down to that. I think. I mean, we can go even further. I think at some point, most diseases will be eradicated, but the fight is for the industries that profit from sickness. <laughs> so uh, that's a conflict of interest. So it is, but again, I, I guess I'd be on my, my dystopian future sci-fi thing, but it's like, I really think that the future advancements of medical is towards becoming an android. Like, I have another conversation with an upgrader. There's a, a, the guy who wrote Sapiens is a book that Elon Musk, Barack Obama, like, Bill Gates, they all promoted. Like, it's pretty good, but he's around writing a book called uh, Homo Deus, meaning, like, human god, and talking gotcha. about, like, how humans will use prosthetics to you know more or less if you can copy your brain with it into a computer transplant that into some sort of uh you know into some sort of robot like this is immortality my question for you is that is that you you mean that robot would that be you oh <laughs> would it be you so I'll give you, I'll paint a scenario for you. Okay. So let's say your uh, medical technology has kept you alive to like I don't know to rightful age of like a hundred. Now you have all these grandchildren and you want to see. Them. They're like yo everything's failing. So we gotta copy your brain, grandpa, and then we're gonna put it into this machine. So when you go to sleep, the physical you, the flesh you, will never wake up again. But it will awaken in this machine. Is that you? It's an identical cop. Mm. Every single neuron. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be you. I And I, I've talked about this with somebody. I wouldn't want to be eternally living, but I like that concept. 
honestly like to leave my um, wisdom and knowledge behind, say for said grandkids, or that would be cool as fuck. Like that part I would fuck with, but me being alive, not so much physically, nah, I'd be good. And I don't think, and that's where I have the, you know, the consciousness conundrum. Like, okay, so say I didn't go to sleep. Say I stayed awake, like, okay, I won't see this thing. And it's a copy of my brain that's within this machine. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be me because that machine would not have the experience of me looking at it, looking at me, looking at it with my data in the brain. So it wouldn't be exact copy. So it'd be like close, but not a replica. So I think the people who want this, they just want it for their ego. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, your flesh is dead. I still want something that looks like me and acts like me to be around and mm-hmm. tell people what to do and talk junk and stuff like that. So it's, I don't think it's the same. Yeah. Okay, I, I would I wouldn't disagree with you. That kind of goes to the clone theory. Like you're clone, but it's not you. Yeah. Like it's just like was it Gemini Man? Perfect. That was example. a great film, by the way. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I still got to watch the first twenty minutes. That's the part I missed. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was the overall was pretty good. But it's just a little philosophy, you know, to, to ponder on. But, yeah. um, besides that, what else is going on, on in the world, man? Uh, I guess we can do our last topic. What would World War III be a data wipe instead of bullets? We'll end on this question. Um, I think so. And uh, maybe I want to do this just to put the timestamp in, but like, I think so. And it's like, I think it would be like a global blackout. Mm-hmm. Remember, World War Three is just an illusion. Everyone is on, people in power are on the same side. So use your little puppets to, you know, to get us in control. So it's like you have a global blackout for, for all nation states because of World War Three nuclear war, and then you have your temporary anarchy. But then again, it's like people want stability. So when some sort of new world order emerges like oh you're tired of being in the dark you're mm-hmm. tired of all the anarchy and robbing raping and murders blah blah we will restore order but it won't be order like america it won't be order like europe it'll be a new world order it'll be something different and that's where i think uh that that blackout this global blackout thing will, will come in hand because to do it a war of brute force even if you have robots just the soldiers would have they would lose morale mm-hmm. robots you, you don't you don't have enough of those so the, the blackout i think that would, that would be idea but what are your thoughts I mean, we kind of saw a test run, if we're being honest. <laughs> the blip, perfect yeah, test run. Yeah, the blip was definitely a dip. The blip was definitely a test run, and it's just, I don't know, man. Like, I think when they do implement all this stuff, and you know that new world, and well, we're not. We got what's the code name for that? Because we're not allowed to say the new world order. Did, you, did we develop one for that? Oh, no. Nah. Did we create um... the organizational restructure? But that's too much. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. But we'll like, figure it out. Really, when, uh, I keep going back to the Bible because it's, it's a wonderful book to study because, you know, it, re- it references how people were before. And it, perce- it, it, it perceives this cashless payment that will be controlled, used to control commerce and in, in, around the world. For a moment, we thought it was going to be the, how you say, the jab that came in a blip because that was going to prevent people from getting money. And we thought that was that. But when they do roll this thing out, there's only one thing that they won't be able to control that you can move around in that time, and it's Bitcoin. Believe in Bitcoin, upgrade America. <laughs> Yo, happy Sunday. That's, that's all I got on my rant. 
Yeah, I think we've gone long enough. I think we got a little deep on this episode, but hey, that's what you get. You with the Great America 2.0. Thank you for rocking with us. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. All right. Peace, IG Live.